Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfill, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truitt. We're all about helping people become entrepreneurs or become better business people. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. I love your energy today. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So it's very good. So did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? I did have a pretty good uh, weekend. Kind of laid low, uh, yeah. hung out with the fam. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, you know, I love uh, long weekends. And so what I like to do is I like to go to car dealerships and walk around. I love, you know, I'm a car guy, right? So I like looking at cars. It's kind of, it's my time. And it's uh, with them being closed on Sunday, I'll go walk around a lot. So I'm not bothered. And I got to yeah, tell I, you. I do the same. I like to go on Sunday too. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So I, I just, I kind of walk around and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, I was amazed as I walked around the lot. I mean, the dealerships that I looked at, there were no car, new cars on the lot or even used cars. It was amazing to me. Yeah. I've been noticing kind of the same thing too. We were at the uh, Dodge dealership the other day and, you know, um, we pulled it, you know, we drove in and, you know, like to kind of like drive the lot when nobody's there on Sunday. And it was amazing. Like I felt like the lot was 80% vacant. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, do they move all the cars because they're going to like seal coat the, pay, the, the <laughs> parking lot or, you know, where's the car? Yeah. There's... No. And, the, and this car dealers, <laughs> they're in trouble. I mean, because, you know, a lot of these guys, they're down to about 20 percent of their normal inventory. And wow. if, if you don't have new cars to sell, then you're, you're in trouble. Right. Because you, if you don't sell a new car, then you don't get a trade. So they don't have used cars coming in and then you're not financing it. And so it's a it's kind of a slippery slope. And I don't know if there's a fast way out of these low inventories because of the chip issue. So uh, it'll be very interesting to watch. But I saw an interesting stat, Nat, and it's this. So cars, when people buy cars, uh, the percentage of people that pay MSRP, right? So in, in May of 2019, 36% of people paid MSRP for the car, right? Okay. Now, fast forward to now with the shortage of vehicles, cars are actually going over uh, list price or MSRP. In May of 2021, 69% of people paid full, full coin, full MSRP. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality is that prices are going up. We won't use the word inflation, uh, <laughs> but but I, I call that uh, good old inflation, at least temporary inflation for sure. Well, we're seeing the same thing in housing. So yeah. crazy stuff for sure. So, uh, Nat, today, what I thought we would do is do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to take a question from a listener, a podcast listener. So we're going to have Sean uh, give us the question and we'll just kind of talk it through and, and give uh, give some advice or give our thoughts. Sound like a plan? Yeah, let's see what we uh, let's see what we got in the mail. All right, Sean. Uh, what's the question of the day? Yeah, no, I feel like we should have a special uh, theme song for listener mail. Um, <laughs> so the question is, what would be the best way to leverage a fifty thousand dollar capital infusion for your business? All right, so I'll make sure I get this right. So we got an extra fifty thousand dollars to put in our business, and what? Where do we think? Uh, you know, we could get the most bang. Is that that's well, you can probably... pay uh, fifteen thousand over MSRP for a Honda Accord? <laughs> <laughs> that's one idea. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's let's you know, and I really think it depends on the type of business and what situation they're in. But let's try to treat this a little bit generically, right? So, Nat, if you had fifty thousand dollars that you could put into your business, 
what would be kind of the first category? Where, where would you put it in terms of um, as we start looking at, okay, if I got $50,000, where, where do I put it into the business? Well, I think um, you kind of have to do a 360 review and figure out what is kind of needs, needs help. In general, I always think it's a good idea to, you know, double down on sales and marketing or driving more business to the, to your more sales to your business. Um, so that could be marketing or um, even so, advertising, things like okay. that. Yeah. So marketing, advertising. So do you go and you you enhance your buys? Uh, you do a new marketing campaign. Maybe it's a you know I don't know direct mail or something like that. Have you have you done that with some of your businesses? As you get you get the opportunity to kind of uh, speed up a little bit. Do you, have you done that? Yeah. Invest in additional capital. Yeah, I always like. I think it's always good to find more new buckets or pools of customers. So, kind of split test or or test something. You know, maybe like a ninety day test. Ironically, with my senior care, we do really well with direct mail. So we'll do quite a bit of you know postcard mailers to the home. So that works. And um, I think you know if I had kind of a helicopter drop of fifty thousand on the business, um, you know, probably try to figure out more ways to. Uh, you, know, you could try door hangers. You could try. Um, you know, Facebook advertising, all kinds of things. Yeah, there's there's so many different options now uh, as we look at terms of marketing. So one way you can do it to drive your business is enhance the marketing. What about this idea of uh, maybe hiring a, a salesperson or additional salesperson? Have, have you used that as you've had the ability to kind of ramp your businesses up? Yes. I mean, that for sure would be a, a, a fast way to spend 50000 <laughs> <laughs> Um, for salespeople, I like to kind of do like a lower base and then mostly try to compensate them on, you know, commission or sales. So that way they stay super hungry, but yeah, that could be a good strategy too. Cause that kind of gives you, you know, a little bit of a runway to get a new person started, you know, maybe give them a little bit of a draw against their commissions for that first 90 days, something like well, that. Oh yeah, sure. If you got somebody else out there knocking on doors that can really to your fine point, find other areas of business or, or enhance the, uh, the business. What about, uh, you know, as we talk about driving the business, um, I was just talking to a business owner. Um, his business is on fire right now. It's a service-based business. He's got a flooring company. Mm-hmm. And he basically called me to, to get a contact to buy a, a new truck. He's, he's going to invest more capital in and buying a truck uh, so he can, he can put another salesperson out there, that kind of stuff. Do you, have you seen that with your businesses? Yeah, National and I capital? think when you're scaling up a service business, you're usually looking to add a headcount um, and a, a vehicle. So kind of like a little bit simultaneously, like a lot of times I know that they'll have, you know, you try to hire somebody and have them job shadow for, you know, a, amount of time. And then, you know, you have another truck and then that way you can double your double or triple your capacity or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, equipment is always going to be something. I think there's some, good uh, tax advantages to that. Some of the equipment you can write off. Yeah. You know, and I think I like Medispa, right? If you had a Medispa business and you added an additional piece of equipment, like an infrared sauna or something like that, that drives additional revenue mm-hmm. might be another way uh, you could, you could leverage the capital. Yeah. Okay. So you could take the $50,000 and you could use it to drive the front end, the, you know, kind of that business development through marketing, a salesperson or, or additional capital. Let's talk a little bit about uh, another category. What about the idea of improving operations? Put the money towards driving the operational side of the business. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I, I'm ultimately, I think I'm really more an operations guy myself. So I actually love that idea. I love the idea of doing more with less. I'm typically pretty reluctant to hire more headcount. I'm more, more inclined to try to do, do more with less, which what that means is using technology, using automation, you know, trying to streamline things that we're already doing. So for example, like, you know, maybe like in senior care, you know, we schedule hundreds of caregivers and clients every week, right? So, you know, what we've been able to do with the operation side of thing is we have a um, software and basically at the end of each week, we basically click a button, it generates all the invoices, generates payroll, and you can do all that, you know, in a very short amount of time. So I would look through, I would be tempted to look through my business and see if there's, you know, maybe, I mean, sometimes it's better to spend a thousand dollars a month on a software if you can actually save a headcount, which might be $5,000 a month, you know, if you were to hire another person. Yeah. So what about, so you can, you can put systems in place or, or basically invest in technology to drive it. But what about, you know, I know some businesses, they get so big that you gotta, you gotta infuse an operations manager, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get to the point where you gotta, you've just got so much operations. I, and I think of like a, a painting franchise or, you know, uh, maybe a roofing uh, franchise where you, you've got to add those additional uh, headcounts, or it could even be a facility-based concept where you've got multiple locations and you need an operations manager. So I look at it, one of the ways is you could hire an operations manager to, to continue to scale the business. Yeah. I'm always reluctant to, I always am reluctant to hire. That's like a big jump and that comes right out of your pocket as the owner. But I think it's important to let the sales dictate when you hire an operations manager. And so you have to hit, hit some certain metrics in order to be able to afford that. Even if you did get gifted $50,000, I think I would still let top line sales drive those metrics as far as when it's the right time to hire. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line, isn't it? I mean, it's, I'd be, I'd be more inclined to go hire a salesperson to make sure I hit the sales numbers and then backfill an operations yeah. person. Cause if you start out with an operations and you don't have the sales, I mean, that's kind of, that's going to be a problem, you know, in the near future. What about this idea? If you had the additional capital, a, a buddy of mine wrote a book called top grading, mm-hmm. you know, and take and invest the money in getting, uh, I guess it would be higher quality team members uh, from that standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to have actually... that. I'd love to have that conversation with, uh, you know, an employee, you know, I, I'm going to trade you in for a higher quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you see it all the time in the corporate world, yeah. right? They move somebody out and they bring somebody in and they're paying them more money. I think some of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life is trying to cheap out on, empl- on employees or managers. You know, you think, Oh, it's smart to save a little bit of money, but I totally you know, even if you had to pay somebody 25% more, you might end up as the owner having, you might cut your headaches more than in half. You might not even actually have any headaches, but when you cheap out on, on management, <laughs> you might be getting phone calls all day, every day. And it's just, it's not even yeah. worth the money you're saving. So I like so the get, idea. I like the idea of top grading. Yeah. So you take the capital and stuff like that. Okay. Now, what about on the flip side is you, you take the $50,000 and you, you look to reduce your costs, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of attack it by, by taking uh, some costs out. I, I think a little bit about maybe you've got a, a loan or you've got some debt. Have you ever used that strategy to kind of infuse some capital to reduce some of your operating expenses or costs? 
Um, I think it's always a good idea to be debt-free with your business. I also think it's super important to have uh, cash reserves. The pandemic is a great example of that. You know, we always kind of thought, oh, have, you know, whether it's 30 days or 90 days of cash reserves seemed like a good idea. But it's like, now you kind of like, maybe I need 12 months of cash reserves. You know what I mean? So I think paying off debt, having cash reserves, I'm... You know, those would probably be a very high priority for me. You want, you can sleep a lot better knowing like, hey, if I had no sales, I could still pay my employees. So, I don't, you know, the business doesn't go down the toilet. Yeah, I guess you could pay off your line. If you had a line, you could pay off, yeah. pay down your line. And you still always have that line available. Keep the line. Uh, to your, yep. And to your point, I mean, I think that's a great idea. Do you just take the cash and set it aside as a reserve to, to as we have sometimes winters come or, or pandemics come yep. uh, from that standpoint? Absolutely. From that standpoint. What about this idea of taking the capital and using it to expand? Right. So maybe you take the facility and you, you make it bigger uh, so you can accommodate more business. Have you ever done anything like that? I'm pretty reluctant to do that, to be honest. I, I like the idea of maybe opening up additional locations or territories. Yeah. I think a lot of times the, you want to, like as a business owner, like I, like, I think where, where you're, what you're thinking is to open it up to increase capacity to basically ultimate increase sales. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if that's the case, it's okay. I was kind of initially when I was thinking about that, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, just redecorating, getting nicer, you know, furniture and stuff like that, I think sometimes that sends the wrong message to your customers or your employees. But if you're increasing capacity, you know, yeah, I always right. say sales cures everything. So if you can get more, <laughs> if it gets you more sales, I think it's a very good idea. If it's just a kind of ego, but, you know, ego, like I want to, I want a nicer chair and desk. I think that's probably a bad idea. But. Yeah, no, I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm thinking more of if you enhanced the size of your warehouse so you could have more yeah. output through there uh, yep. from that standpoint um, or investing in another territory so that you can expand sales. So I love that kinda, idea. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's many ways. I mean, as business owners, we'd all like somebody to give us $50,000, right? So <laughs> exactly. I, I guess that's called PPP money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a nice gift I, from the government. Another, for sure. another strategy is to just save that money for, uh, for April 15th for tax day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like so much fun from that standpoint. So, well, that was a great question. Somebody asked us. And so uh, we'll have to do this more often. Uh, have a listener give us a question. So thanks for all your input. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.